Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. NC State rides on the strength of the pack. And your biggest heartbreaks. And he missed it. NC State wins. What a game. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Before we dig a little deeper, I want to tell you the story about how this intro was created. Because what's <laughs> been happening, it's been Fitty sending me some highlights of each of these programs over the last 10 years or so. And I will put the the highlights as you hear, right? You hear everybody doing the Wolfpack Hal. You hear a couple of the wins, including... The NC State win in double overtime last year against North Carolina because that was a monster game. Crazy, right? Double overtime victory. They won with Ben Finley. Missed extra point or missed field goal, I should say, at the end. Boom. NC State wins. Dave Doran out here talking trash. We know how it was. Monster victory for NC State. The highlights I got did not include that victory over North Carolina. In fact... I didn't get any highlights of NC State beating North Carolina. And who is responsible for sending me the highlights once more, I tell you? <laughs> it's one North Carolina fan decked out in a UNC hat and UNC shirt as we speak. Fiddy made sure that he sent me three highlights. Two were upsets against Clemson. Okay, that makes sense. And the third highlight he sent me, if you can even call it a highlight, was NC State quote-unquote surviving a week one upset against ECU. Like, I'm supposed to put that in there as a highlight. If they would have lost, we would have been destroying NC State. But I was supposed to put it in there as a highlight instead of their double overtime victory against North Carolina <laughs> in the last <laughs> month of the regular season. Fitty, I, I promise you, I am not being sarcastic about this. I love that you did that. I actually love that the fandom in you did not allow yourself to send an NC State highlight beating North Carolina, and I had to go looking for it myself. I mean, look, here's the thing. I, I spent a lot of time searching for a good call of NC State season being made by upsetting Carolina. But, you know, I'm not a big fan of Gary Hahn, so I didn't want to give him more credit for being uh, the human being that he is. You know, a lot of the stuff that the ACC Digital Network puts out. There's mm -hmm. a music bed or something underneath it. Well, we got our own music bed. It would have been a conflict of interest. Uh, uh, so, are, are, you know, are, we sure, are we sure that those other highlights you sent me didn't have any music bed under it? Are I we positive about that? I was just trying to give you the best quality to, <laughs> to produce a great <laughs> intro to, to talk about NC State. Nah, who the hell am I kidding? <laughs> Look, call me unprofessional, call me whatever. Oh, I love it, honestly. I don't give a damn. Yeah, I do love it. I promise I'm not lying about that. Like, there I, I, there was ahead. no way I was pulling highlights of, like, last year really hurt because you got Drake, man, you're losing, you're losing to Ben Finley. 
two years ago when you're up by nine with the two and a half minutes to go, when I knew in my heart we were going to lose, I didn't want to revisit those emotions because I hate these. I hate this school. I hate Moo Yu. I don't want to talk about them. But we're going to give them the week to talk about a program that's going to go eight and four. Yeah, you are a T away from calling NC State a Pokemon with Moo U instead of <laughs> Moo 2, right? Like, that's something wow. that you're really close to doing. And because you won't give them that respect, I decided to give them a highlight from what was a fantastic game last season. Let's talk about NC State, Wes, shall okay. we? Looking back at what they've been able to accomplish in recent history last year, they were a going to look at Dave Doran's career here real quickly. Eight and five last year, nine and three in 2021, eight and four in 2020, had the four and eight season at 20 and, uh, 2019, and then had winning seasons every single year going back to 2013 when they were three and nine, his first year as NC State's head coach. This has been a program that has performed very well under Dave Doran. We asked him at ACC kickoff, how does it feel to be the eighth longest tenured coach at your university alongside Mark Stoops at Kentucky? He said, man, it just goes to show that I'm old. Goes goes to show <laughs> that, you know, I'll, I'll stay here as long as NC State will have me. Dave Doran, pretty clearly one of the better performing head coaches in all of the ACC. Last year, no different at 8-5. and five. And to supplement your points, just to give people out there a little bit more data, since 2020, NC State ranked second in the ACC only to Clemson in victories with 25. Coach Dave Doran, man, when you play for him, you're going to go to a bowl game. He's coached bowl-eligible teams in 17 of his 21 seasons in Division One. The Wolfpack are tied with eight other schools with five wins each against seven-plus win teams. And in terms of wins over bowl-eligible teams, NC State is tied for third nationally with six. And just TCU trailing, just TCU and Georgia. He's had 72 victories during his time there, the second highest total in school history. He has more nine-win campaigns than any other coach in school history. He's got three of those under his belt and has now led six of his ten NC State squads to seasons with eight or more victories over the 2020, 21, and 22 seasons. The Wolfpack have won 16 straight home games, tying as the longest home winning streak in school history. And lastly, his teams between 2014 and 2018 qualified for five consecutive bowl games, second longest bowl streak in school history, and he's the only only the second coach in school history to take teams to five straight postseason bowls. Yeah, Dave Doran is somebody that you believe in to lead this team to a winning type of season. Defensively, they've been very good, and we can look back at last year and even the last couple of seasons. He's on the doctor program, the eight-year program, but NC State defense, they do get a monster boost from Peyton Wilson deciding to come back and play another year with NC State, but this is also a defense run by the defensive coordinator, Tony Gibson, one of the better guys in the country, the 3-3-5 scheme. It's always interesting to go to the weird schemes in college football. We did this with Duke. What was their scheme? Again, it was like a, four two five. Thank you. Four two five mm-hmm. scheme. You have a three three five here in college football. Very different. You're talking three four or four three in the NFL. That's right. really about all it is. But here you have Tony Gibson doing what was a fantastic job last year with that defense. You have some guys coming back. We had a chance to talk with Aiden White at ACC kickoff. One of the best ACC cornerbacks. I expect no different going forward. I would like to take a look at their first quarter of each season in the last four or so years, Wes. Because they always have that one game that they either struggle to get past or they drop one of their first two games. 
If you look at what they did last season, that was when they survived ECU on the road. They went 21-20, to and boy, it was a close one. That it was. NC State, they would go on to go 4-0 and before their loss to Clemson, fifth-ranked at the time, and so that's not bad, but... 4-0 with a barely, uh, with a close victory over ECU, that was certainly a slip-up. If you go back to two years ago, 2021, they beat South Florida 45 to nothing, and then they get beat by Mississippi State 24 to 10. You go back to 2020, they lose to a ranked team in Virginia Tech 45 to 24, but still happened at the beginning of the season, and it was a close matchup against your team in Deacons when they won 45 to 42, but still an offensive shootout and a close one at that. I think if you look at what NC State can do this year, Notre Dame is going to be tough. But if they beat Notre Dame, if they can beat Notre Dame at the beginning of the season, the second week that they have the Fighting Irish, you can look at a 5-0 and start potentially, 6-0, and with Marshall being the team right there in the middle of the season. Even 5-1 and is a good start, Wes. This is a team that's going to have to capitalize on the opponents they have outside of Notre Dame in the first half of the season. Yeah, and that Notre Dame game is going to be intriguing as we get to their schedule later in the week because they have a familiar opponent in Sam Hartman that will be the quarterback for that game. So that's an advantage uh, for NC State as well. But again, you love Dave Dorn and what he's been doing for this program because we were talking about this pre-show in the fishbowl. It's like NC State fans, every time he loses one of those games that they feel like that maybe he shouldn't lose or when they they get excited uh, like the year that they were able to beat Clemson just a couple of seasons ago. They want to cap- capitalize on that and go forward. And we know a couple of seasons ago they could have captured that elusive 10-win season had UCLA decided not to get COVID the night before the game. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So they had a chance to be able to do that. But this is a program that they are looking to get to that double-digit win total. And a lot of people have gotten frustrated with him because there have been a few seasons, a few teams where people have been like, this is the year. This is the year they're going to do it. Now he's got Brennan Armstrong at quarterback. This is one of the better quarterbacks. I would say if he is able to return to what he was a couple of seasons ago, he would be the best quarterback that they've had uh, in quite some time. And so who knows where their ceiling could go from there because we know the defensive pedigree that Coach Doran's teams have as well. But they're one of the, the, the programs, they used to call it Clemsoning when Clemson would lose the teams right. and lose games they shouldn't. And NC State fans feel the same way about their program when they lose certain games. And I feel like they kind of uh, mistreat Coach Dorn in a way because a lot of times they feel like that they should be more than what they are and they want to fire the guy every time he loses a game. The coaching job, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's sit here for a second and just go back. As you said, you want to go back to last season and the coaching job that he did. He comes out, Devin Leary in the offense. They underwhelmed to start the season. But then he's pulling some games out of his behind with quarterbacks that, you we know, just had Ben Finley. game we just mentioned. Wins with Ben Finley. Then he goes and gets wins with my man that I like him, MJ Morris. This kid comes in. A lot of people feel like, is he ready? Is he not? Beats Virginia Tech in a game they had to battle back in. Then pains me to say it, but they beat my Demon Deacons as well with MJ Moore. So he had to win games with three straight quarterbacks last season. Still got you eight wins. You do lose to Maryland to start or to finish the season in the bowl game. But he did a really good coaching job last season because I thought that when Devin Leary went down, that this team was going to go into the tank. I thought that there was no way that they had quarterback depth for an offense that was already struggling with the guy that people thought was going to be 
maybe a, a high round NFL draft pick or be one of the top quarterbacks in college football, I thought they were done for. And so I had to give Coach Dorn and the crew credit to win games with two other quarterbacks to end the season, including to Fitty's dismay, beating Drake May on the road with Ben Finley in a game that I thought that they would get beaten soundly to uh, to finish out their regular season. So Fitty had a problem with me talking about Duke's tiny quarterback history. NC State certainly has one. That I don't know how tiny it is, to be honest with you. Now, here recently, maybe they're not going to be first or second, third round NFL draft picks, but this has been a squad, Wes, that really always has a good QB. I mean, we they've at least consistently had a good one. I like Devin Leary more than you do, so maybe we were a little, maybe that's a little polarizing to mention. But Devin Leary is still someone that did throw for 35 touchdown passes in 2021. We know that there were a lot of people that were high on what he was able to do. Ryan Finley, certainly in the last few seasons, he played from 2016 to 2018 and had 60 touchdown passes in that time. That's good for fifth all time on the NC State passing record books. So Ryan Finley going into Devin Leary. You can go back to what Jacoby Brissett was able to do 2014-15. Now we know he's still an NFL quarterback. This has been a squad that has always had a quarterback that you trust just enough. Mm -hmm. And so now the question is, such a wild card with Brennan Armstrong being reunited with an offensive quarterback coordinator that he had with Virginia yep, a couple of years ago where he put up monster monster numbers at Virginia and can you get anywhere close to that with an NC State squad that has had higher expectations for the most part you get there with Bryce Perkins as Virginia to the ACC championship a few years ago but for the most part NC State is a team you believe in every year more so than what you believe happens in Charlottesville can you get the best out of Brandon Armstrong again with such a good quarterback history that you've had within the last 15 years or so. Yeah, and you hear about from this team preseason that they're faster uh, uh, defensively, that the guys that they've had to replace, that they're getting some upgrades in some positions because this defense was really, really good last year, and we'll get into them uh, even more. But I think that this is uh, going to be an interesting team. I want to see what the skill talent, if they can deliver there, because it, as we've said, if you can get even 75 to 80 percent out of Brendan Armstrong, yeah. what you got in 2021, then this could be an offense that finally catches up to the defense. But we'll see if that defense can replace some of the guys that they lost. But this looks to be a, a, a fairly solid NC State team on paper. And that's what you expect from Coach Dorn at NC State, man. He's just been rock solid. I saw David Hale put this tweet out there. It looks like NC State is doing that Wolfpack thing where nobody really talks about them. They're flying under the radar. They get enough attention. They're not completely to and the wayside. They get mentioned, but they're not going to be mentioned with the likes of North Carolina when you have that QB under center. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be mentioned in the same way that Florida State is now that they're back. It feels like they're trying to take that slogan away from the U. No, Florida State is back. Clemson, they deserve all the attention they get for the rain that they've had over the ACC for quite some time. So maybe not as much attention surrounding NC State, and yet here they go another year where they finish with eight wins. I mean, I could totally see that happening once more because it's what they do. Dave Doran gets you eight wins. He's not going to get you anything less than seven, really. And not, not here recently, had the one year with four, but you can feel pretty good that Dave Doran is going to get you a couple of games above bowl eligibility. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NC State head football coach Dave Doran to the program. Coach, thanks so much. How's it going? Going good. Yeah, we appreciate you hopping on with us, and you're going into your 11th year as NC State head coach. You're the eighth longest tenured coach alongside Mark Stoops. Is it fair to say that you're a lifer with NC State now? <laughs> <laughs> it's an, it's uh, pretty unreal, you know, to think about yourself in that top 10 and tenure in college football, you know, just the way it is. So I love NC State, man. I, I hope I do get a retire here. That's kind of been my dream all along. So we'll see where we end up. Well, you were Obviously, they got to want to keep me that long, too. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you were 40 years old around then when you took the job at NC State. Now that you're heading into your 11th season, what kind of advice would you give yourself over 10 years ago when you took this job? Uh, that's a great question. You know, I think... You know, who you have on your staff is a big deal, and uh, I've learned a lot along the way about what I need supporting me and the players and, you know, just being true to that. You know, I think sometimes it's okay to have to make changes, you know, and, and you can get into a deal where you don't and you maybe accept, accept some things on your staff that you shouldn't, and uh, I, I love what I have now, you know, and I think there's just... Along the way, you learn a lot. When you're an assistant coach, they don't train you to be a head coach. You kind of have to learn it on the fly when you get the job. Coach, so when you looked at your quarterback situation this offseason and you looked into the portal and you looked everywhere that you could find, basically, including having a pretty good young guy on your roster already, MJ Morris, but what made you target Brendan Armstrong and what made that relationship come together? Well, when I hired Coach and I, um, I asked him to go to our bowl practices and evaluate our team. And then talked to me about areas he thought we might need to get into the portal and, and find some older players for competition. And we lost Devin Leary and Ben Fenley in the portal. And so we were going to be returning two quarterbacks that were 19 and 18 years old. And so we wanted to find another guy that had some age, some experience. Uh, whether he'd win the job or not at that time, we didn't know. Uh, it just happened that Brennan was in the portal when we had that discussion. And so it wasn't like a package deal. You know, We had to go recruit. We recruited a lot of guys for that spot, and Brennan visited uh, Oklahoma State. He visited Wisconsin, visited us. Ultimately, this was the right fit for both sides, and once we got into spring ball and started seeing his command of the offense and how he could help coach it and different things, it made it pretty obvious that it was great having an older guy. And I'm excited for MJ and, and Lex, too. Those two young guys are really good players, and the way they can learn and benefit from not just competing with Brennan, but having a guy in the room that's had the experiences that he's had. Yeah, Coach, and so when you talk about MJ, he goes 60% completion, seven touchdowns to one interception, and he showed a lot of promise. And in this climate of college football, when you're talking the portal and all those things, how difficult or what type of job do you guys have to do to keep a talented guy like that uh, fed, so to speak, to tell him, hey, you know, we got Brennan, and he could be the starter, but you're still in the plan so that they don't go hit the portal. Well, there's a lot of discussions that happen, and the content of those are private, you know. But I think the thing I've always tried to do is have those discussions and not have gray area between us. Sometimes that's more hard or more difficult than others because we're traveling at times and can't be, like, on the spot. But, you know, I have such great respect for MJ and his family, and we have 
a lot of hope for his future here. And I do hope um, that being 19 with a 23-year-old is an incredible opportunity for him. Uh, as we know, there are no guarantees. You know, I mean, just because he has this guy that's older than him in the room doesn't mean that he's going to not play, right? And if I could redshirt him and give him that benefit, it'd be phenomenal. Can I do that? Last year I played four quarterbacks. So I can't promise that, you know what I mean? But I think his future is unbelievably bright. His leadership capabilities, and he did play well last year. He also had to deal with some injuries, so having a year of development would be incredible for that young man. Dave Doran, NC State football coach, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Here we are talking about the transfer portal. You talked about losing Devin Leary. Coach, were you surprised to lose Leary in the portal? Well, I thought I was going to lose him to the NFL. You know, I mean, I never thought he'd be back when the season started. But then when it became time for him not to go because of his injury, um, he didn't wasn't going to be ready for pro day. He felt like you know going somewhere else, being in a different offense or playing for a different coach or just testing the NIL waters, whatever it was, was the right move for him. And I wished him luck and thanked him for what he did at NC State. And I was surprised, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that surprise me now in, in college football. So, you know, at the end of the day, you want guys to – finish the ride the way they want to finish it you know and you want to help them to the best of your ability I, I truly do wish them the best well and so much of the conversation now about your quarterback situation it's okay if brennan armstrong is indeed the guy then do we go back to 2021 armstrong where he had one of the better years in all of college football i mean the numbers were outrageous that he put up both passing and even rushing and that was alongside your offensive coordinator right. now with anai what was it about that marriage between your offensive coordinator and now brandon armstrong a guy on your roster that you think worked for him in 2021 that you can replicate here in 2023 well we hope we can you know it won't be identical we have different parts than the head of virginia and that's what I like about Coach and I. He can tweak the offense to fit the parts, and if it's running back, a receiver, a tight end, where we might have better or worse than them, he's going to be able to adjust those things. But, you know, I think for Brennan, it's being in a system that he trusts, understanding how it works. He's been through the install four times with this offense, and he knows it word for word, you know. So for him, there's a big comfortability there. Coach, you guys defensively, one of the best in the country last year, only giving up 19 points a game. You were second uh, in the ACC in total defense. And for you, uh, you guys are developing a bit of a reputation on defense. So tell me about how you're able to continually recruit guys to make that defense successful. And for you, do you feel like the secret sauce has been just finally getting an offense that can give you even just enough points to be able right. to support such great defenses? Well, yeah, I mean, complimentary football is a big deal. You want to be able to score 31 points or more a game. That gets you into kind of the categories of, of winning championships And when you look at those teams at the end of the year. And to do that, you know, it's defense handling their business like they have been. We led the league in interceptions, led the league in scoring defense. So, you know, can we do that with the, the guys we're replacing? I think that's a great challenge. You know, Tony Gibson, my D coordinator, and his staff do an awesome job. I know he's excited about the opportunity and the challenge to repeat. And Coach Peyton Wilson's a guy, man, you talk about a vet that's been through it all. He's coming into the league once again as one of the best linebackers, the last of those great three when you had Moore and Drake Thomas. But just talk about Peyton Wilson yeah. and his journey and how excited you are for him this year. Yeah, I love Peyton. He's a, he's a warrior the way he plays and trains and the, the passion he has for the game how personal his performance is and, and the way that he'll own things when he doesn't do it well. You know, he always is working on himself. 
he's really stepped into a leadership role now that I haven't seen him take on, and I'm proud of him for that. So excited to see this last year with him at the college level. Of course, we have a couple of players from your school with Iki Kwanu and Chandler Savala now right? being yeah. drafted. How excited were you to see Savala get back to yeah. playing with Iki Kwanu? Well, I know Iki was fired up. Yeah. You know, him and Chandler were really good next to each other. Um, Iki's junior year, and I think that was a great decision by, by Carolina bringing him in. And Chandler's a talented guy. He's got a lot of upside. He's strong and he's super, super human being. He'll be great in the organization. So, yeah, it's fun for us to have two of our guys here in state playing and for Icky to be hometown playing right down the road from Providence Day. All right, Dave, last question for you here. We were talking about Bryce Young having to sing a karaoke song as we speak about the Carolina Panthers because of the rookie stuff that goes on with these NFL teams. What's your go-to karaoke song if you were pressed on one? Is there one that you feel confident you could sing and belt out? Oh, that's an interesting question <laughs> one I haven't had today. Uh, you know, probably be a, a Johnny Cash song. Okay. Uh, something in the lower range that I might be able to pull off without cracking my voice too bad. But Ring of Fire is a pretty easy one to sing. Uh, or maybe a Jimmy Buffett song, one of those. All right. So we'll All get right, you coach. to sing Margaritaville or uh, Walk the Line next time that we have you on. That's Coach Dave Doran joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Coach, thanks so much for hopping on. All right, guys. Thanks, Coach. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. NC State rides on the strength of the pack. And your biggest heartbreaks. the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. Welcome back, folks. You are immersed in the Wes and Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming, 704-570-9610. Hit us up on the social medias, the Wes and Walker Show, pushing close to 1,000. We're getting there. We're getting there, folks. So keep those follows coming. Hit that follow button. Also follow at WFNZ on Instagram and Twitter, at Wes Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail, and at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram as well, or X, whatever you prefer. But follow us there. We are back in team week into the thick of things with the NC State Wolfpack talking about that offense last year. And before the season started, I predicted that this was going to be a pedestrian offense when they lost Ameka Mezzi and Zonovan Knight and Big Icky that's playing down the road. And a lot of those guys, I thought that this offense was going to take a little bit 
of a hit, and that they did. They finished ninth in the ACC in points per game at around 24.3. Thank God they had a pretty good defense to help them. They were 11th in yards per game. They were ninth in total touchdowns, 13th in rushing touchdowns, 11th in pass efficiency, 12th in rushing yards per carry. I'm trying to get to some positives here, and they are coming. 11th in pass yards per completion. But they were 4th in pass attempts, 5th in passing touchdowns, 7th in first downs overall. And so the main thing for this offense is that they did put the ball up in the air a good amount. As you heard, they were 4th in pass attempts. But the rushing offense was not quite where it needed to be. You're talking about Jordan Houston at running back and the rest of that crew not a star to emerge from that bunch, and that's one thing they'll need. But to come in and remedy the situation as Brennan Armstrong comes over from Virginia and his old offensive coordinator, Robert Anai, comes over as well. He is a three-time nominee for the Frank Broyles Award as the nation's top assistant. His offense has finished in the top 25 of 10 different NCAA offensive statistical categories, a total of 56 times in his 16-year tenure as an offensive coordinator, including 21 top 10 rankings. He's also got a nice list of quarterbacks that have played under him, whether you're talking about Bryce Perkins at UVA, Taysom Hill at BYU, currently on NFL rosters, also Kurt Banker, remember him, Max Hall, and John Beck also played in the NFL. And then at Virginia, he led an offensive unit that ranked third in the FBS in total offense in 2021. That's what Brennan Armstrong is looking for because under an eye, he passed for 31 touchdowns, 4,449 yards, 4,700 yards of total offense. In his six seasons at UVA, the Cavaliers were bowl eligible in all but his first season in Charlottesville, highlighted by an ACC Coastal Division Championship and a trip to the Orange Bowl in 2019. So, yes, Brennan Armstrong wanted that old thing back, and he is <laughs> and he is in Raleigh with Coach Anai, and they hope to make some great music together to go with hopefully one of the ACC's better defenses. So it all revolves around the relationship between Anai and Brennan Armstrong. Dave Doran, after losing Devin Leary unexpectedly, when he told us unexpectedly losing Devin Leary to the transfer portal, he decides to go to Kentucky with the other guy, Mark Stoops, who was tied with Dave Doran for longest tenured coach at their current program. And so he went all in on the Anai-Armstrong relationship. It all started when he decided to hire Robert Anai after his lone year with Syracuse, leaving Virginia and those quarterbacks that you mentioned, giving Brennan Armstrong by far his best season of his college football career, and then getting to the ACC championship game, by the way, competing against Clemson with the other QB you mentioned in Bryce Perkins, who also saw an NFL time. Bryce Perkins actually getting some snaps in preseason as well. Bryce Perkins being a good QB within the ACC. Can you replicate what he was able to do when he threw for close to 4,500 yards? When he ran for also um, what could be a record this year? at the NC State QB spot. Like the last time they had somebody run for over 500 yards, it was Jacoby Brissett. And we're flirting with a decade ago that Jacoby Brissett played at NC State. I do expect Robert and I to use the legs of Brennan Armstrong again. And I think having a dual threat quarterback with NC State, that's going to bring a completely different level to this offense. Something that we have not seen under Dave Doran in quite some time. I mean, Wes, you're talking about 
pretty, I mean, it's, except for MJ Morris, like some statues back there. Devin Leary, I saw that he ran for negative 73 yards last year. Mm-hmm. So not one that was going to beat you with his feet. The other guy you could go to before Leary, Ryan Finley, had like 150 yards rushing in the last season he played. Not necessarily going to beat you with his feet. Going to bring a completely different dynamic with Brendan Armstrong. Despite not having as much wide receiver talent as you've had in recent years, you do have your leading receiver coming back. But, man, it's it's going to be interesting between that offensive coordinator and quarterback. Can you get back to what Brennan did two years ago or anywhere close to it? You don't need to throw for 4,500 yards. You don't need to do that. But can you get 3,800 That'll do, especially with the rushing aspect here. I, I believe if, if you were to force me to go on one side or the other, I believe in Robert and I bringing out the best in Brennan Armstrong. There's a reason he advocated for Brennan West. That he could have just gone somewhere else and said, nah, I don't want those problems. That was hard to do what I did in Virginia. Now, he went back for him because he knew the kind of talent he had. Yeah, he definitely did. And so you, you like what you have there. Can Bradley Rosner step into that receiving core? Lord knows he's been in college long enough. So hopefully he can come in and provide them uh, with some relief at the receiver position. And then when you look at this team and, and the offensive line that Brandon Armstrong had to play behind last season, gave up 34 sacks at Virginia. And when you watch the games, I'm surprised they didn't give up 65 the way it looked. I mean, that was one of the worst collegiate offensive lines I'd ever seen. I did their first game against Illinois. Every time he dropped back, there was someone in his face because Virginia had so many transfers and defections from that line. But NC State, a little bit more uh, solid when you look at them giving up 26 sacks, an average of two per game. So Brendan Armstrong's going to like that. Also, you got good depth. They they may arguably have the best one-two quarterback in the conference. When you look at MJ Morris and what he was able to come in and do last year as a freshman, we know that it was a priority for him, for them to keep him. We talked to Coach Doran about that at ACC kickoff, and they talked about how much work they had to put in to keep MJ Morris. So I think that they're good there. Trent Penix is an underrated tight end. Uh, when you look at what he can do, Porter Rooks is a Charlotte product. So hopefully he can emerge this year. And also Kevin Concepcion has been making some noise up there. And he's from Chambers High School, a.k.a. the old Vance High School. And he's been making a lot of noise, a big play player uh, that he's looked at as. And Keon Lassane, that's going to be their de facto number one guy to come into this season. So can he emerge offensively uh, also? Then you look at Jordan Houston. What type of year can he come back and have for this offense? He rushed for 544 yards last year, but didn't score a single rushing touchdown on the season. This team only had eight rushing touchdowns on the year, so that's got to get better when you're talking about controlling the clock. I mean, as a team, 3.3 yards per carry isn't going to cut it. Now, their backs, again, had some healthy averages But this is a team that definitely needs to give their quarterback some support from the ground game. And Brennan Armstrong is going to add to that because this is a guy also that can run the football uh, when need to. Just in 2020, he had over 500 yards rushing uh, for the Virginia Cavaliers, and he's got 20 rushing scores for his career. Yeah, you mentioned the 550. That would be a record for NC State quarterbacks. If you look at it right now, Jacoby Brissett, 
is the quarterback that has run for the most yards in a single season at that spot. 2014 is when he did that. 517 from Johnny Evans in 1976 for you Wolfpack fans. A little blast <laughs> from the past for you. Probably wearing those 70s and 80s PE shirts that we're getting in on the text line. But he could break this record. If you are if you are one that believes he's going to have to convert some of that 4,500 passing yard total into some rushing yards because maybe you're a little scared at what you saw last year, I don't know. But he certainly has the ability to set the rushing record at the QB spot. And Brennan Armstrong talked a little bit about why he works so well within that Robert and I system. One, he's played in it a few years. I mean, you talk about Bryce Perkins playing with an eye. Man, Brennan Armstrong comes in as the starter in 2020, and then you get a couple of years in that system. So 268 passing attempts in 2020, 500. 500 in 2021, it goes down to 338 in a Tony Elliott system, and you have to learn something completely different. So now you don't have to learn something completely different. You know exactly what you're going to go back to based on your two most productive years at Virginia when he threw for 18 and 11 in 2020, touchdowns to interception ratio, 31 to 10 for Brennan. He said it's the freedom that he has that allows him to be so much better. It's from a quarterback perspective. I think Coach and I knows what he's getting out of me. I know what I'm getting out of him. There is a great connection between us two. And Wes, it's no coincidence that once an I left for Syracuse, Virginia's offense completely plummeted. Now, maybe some of that offensive line problem that Virginia was experiencing could have been offset from the athleticism that Brennan Armstrong had. Maybe an eye could have had him on more rollouts, whatever, but it didn't work out. It didn't yeah, work out. You're not out overcoming last year. that line no. that they had last year. No. <laughs> and, just... has, and NC State has three returning starters on the offensive line. You lose a Chandler Zavala, as he is now playing alongside Iki Kwanu here in Carolina, but three offensive line uh, uh, starters returning. NC State always has a pretty solid offensive line, yes. too. Dave yes. Dorn knows how to get the best of the guys up front. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so, also, too, the interesting thing will be he's not going to play with quite as talented of receivers as what he had because Virginia has some talented receivers. That Two offensive years line ago. Two years really ago hurt them. Did, yeah. Well, even last year, you still had Keaton Thompson, who was a really good dual threat guy. Dontavion Wicks was yeah. coming into that season as one of the best players in the ACC. Lavelle Davis, the six-seven wide out, he was a really good prospect as well. Billy Kemp, that offensive line really, really hurt them because they could have had an explosive offense once again. So this is going to be interesting to look at Brennan Armstrong to where he'll come and play behind a little bit better of an offensive line, but then he's going to maybe sacrifice a little bit on the skill guy, and we'll see. So it's going to be interesting with NC State because I know a lot of people are just saying, man, if they could just get an offense to go with that defense, man. But football is so crazy. I've been on so many teams to where when the offense is doing well, the defense falls back and vice versa, so hopefully they don't get the reverse because one thing about these offenses of today, and then you can rock, is that uh, the pace that they play at and as quick as they score, sometimes you can have a great defense and guys will still wear down because they're still going to be on the field for so many plays. All right, before we get out of here, let's get some audio from Dave Doran, who joined us at ACC kickoff. Dave Doran talked about bringing in Brennan Armstrong to play alongside his new offensive coordinator in Robert and I. 
Well, when I hired Coach and I, uh, I asked him to go to our bowl practices and evaluate our team. And then talked to me about areas he thought we might need to get into the portal and, and find some older players for competition. And we lost Devin Leary and Ben Fenley in the portal. And so we were going to be returning two quarterbacks that were 19 and 18 years old. And so we wanted to find another guy that had some age, some experience, uh, whether he'd win the job or not. At that time, we didn't know. Uh, it just happened that Brennan was in the portal when we had that discussion. And so it wasn't like a package deal. You know, We had to go recruit. We recruited a lot of guys for that spot, and Brennan visited uh, Oklahoma State. He visited Wisconsin, visited us. Ultimately, this was the right fit for both sides, and once we got into spring ball and started seeing his command of the offense and how he could help coach it and different things, it made it pretty obvious that it was great having an older guy. There are still some state fans out there that would rather have MJ Morris start. There's actually a decent amount of them. I know you liked MJ Morris enough to give Mm -hmm. him the starting job this season if you were an NC State fan. But the way Dave Doran talks, even if these coaches don't want to say he is officially the starter because they feel like it doesn't bring up the best of competition, they want to act like it's earned out there on the practice field. And it still can be by Brennan. But when you hear him talk... Recruiting him away from a potential Wisconsin landing or an Oklahoma State landing, and then that Brennan has such a command of the offense that an eye is about to implement. Man, he's going to be the starter, and he's going to be the guy, unless he completely, you know, maybe he performs like he did, and it wasn't all Tony Elliott and the offensive line's fault. If that happens, then Morris will get his shot. But I can't imagine it goes that way. I don't see much, you know, many significant snaps for MJ Morris despite injury here. I want to play some wait and see with it. I do think Armstrong is capable of having some success, but I'm not going to 100 percent say he's going to come in and pick up right where he left off at UVA. It's going to be an interesting situation. NC State fans want him to be the starter because they want to be able to keep him. That's the era we are in right now. If a guy's not playing and got talent, the guy can leave. And so there's no question about that. I think they're still going to try to find some ways to throw MJ a little bit of a bone every now and again to keep him happy. But uh, next year, hopefully it should be his show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. As promised, we have Aiden White joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. If you don't know, you should. NC State cornerback, all-conference cornerback last year. Although not preseason all-conference cornerback this year. How much sense does that make to you if you got the award last year and you're not even on the list this season for the preseason votes? Um, I say it's just preseason. So I wasn't even on the preseason last year. So yeah. 
not 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 too much worried about what the preseason votes had to say. It's really what's going to be at the end of the season that you really should worry about. Not even a little bit, though? Like, even a little bit to, to have that as a chip on your shoulder? Are you going to make fun of the media members that did not vote for you at the end once you do get all conference? Nah, they just, they just doing their job, and they're projecting, <laughs> they projecting who they think will be, so I just have to show them. I'm trying to make Aiden White as unprofessional as possible, but it's not working. He's being as professional as he possibly can. But you got some good tips, apparently, because yeah. NC State, you are by far the most inexperienced media media day member here that NC State brought. Brennan Armstrong, you said this is like his third media day. Peyton Wilson came in. This is his second. You said that they gave you some tips. What were some tips they gave you? Uh, just don't be too nervous with everything. Like, some of the questions they're going to ask are going to be similar in a similar fashion so you can reel off some of the similar answers. That's right. And they're just telling me when we get to the big conference room, like, Definitely just try to find a person, because you, you can go in there, it can be intimidating at first, so when you go in there, try to find a person that's asking you the question, and you'll be good. All right, so I asked you what you wanted to talk about, because so many times, you don't get to dictate that. I wanted you to control the interview a little bit. You said you wanted to talk about your depth. That's something you seem very excited about coming into this season. Why are you so excited about your defensive depth this year? Well, I say with everything with COVID, it gave everybody an extra year, so... With the depth that we have, there's players that haven't played that know the scheme really well. So that would that would be less taxing on me and Shaheen's body, not 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 us having to play every snap throughout every game. So we can have somebody that come in and relieve us so we can go out there. Because with receivers rotating so often, running goal ball after goal ball after goal ball, it can get real taxing for a DB just being out there on that island. And that one play, he can guard all four of those goal balls, but that fifth goal ball will be the one that get him. So just having that depth that can come in and relieve you would be good. Is, is there like a, a snap count consecutively? Not that you're never, ever going to play more than five snaps on a go route, but is there one that you feel comfortable? Okay, I can give you 100% here. My fatigue might be setting in, so this is when you got to bring someone in. Is there like a snap count that y'all are messing with at all? Uh, not Just right. Test? Yeah, not right now. I would say mostly with me and Shaheen playing most of the snaps last year, you don't really think too much about it. You're just out there balling, but you definitely feel it after the game on your body, so... But like I said, just having some of those guys come in and relieve us would definitely uh, help us later on, later down the road. How much were you feeling fatigued after the 86-yard pick six? That you oh, had? I, I had to take a break after that one. <laughs> I, <imagine laughs> I had to take so. a break after that one. I imagine so. That is the voice of Aiden White on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, the NC State All-Conference cornerback. Aiden, you made a huge leap last year, reaching all ACC, as we've mentioned. What are some of the things that you fine-tuned this offseason heading into the upcoming year? I would say I've been working a lot on my man press uh, technique. They're allowing us to do that a lot more within our scheme. So, and just being being able to decipher routes a lot better, being better with my eyes. So, last year was really my first year being on that stage as a starter. So then I think I can just build off what I did last year to make this year even better. Well, and we are also talking about the ACC in general. I'm excited as hell for this year. Like, it seems like there's a lot of talent within the conference, and there's always talented pieces, but it does seem this year nobody's sneaking up on anybody, except for NC State, because they always seem to. Even if nobody's talking about NC State as much, you guys at least rattle off eight wins. But people still talk about you guys getting over the hump. What does getting over the hump mean to you? What is that next goal you're looking to reach? I would say ACC Championship, National Championship. That's that's the that's the goal that you start every summer workout with. You want to get there. You want to, and any anything below that would be disappointment. So we're just working towards that ACC and that National Championship. I feel like that's probably getting over the hump as well. An ACC mm -hmm. Championship would be fantastic for NC State. 
You have to get through some pretty talented quarterbacks this year, though. I mean, the ACC are going to be covering a lot of the receivers that those quarterbacks are throwing, uh, that the quarterbacks are throwing to, and you had to battle a lot of good QBs last year, and you did a great job. Hardest QB you've had to defend so far, the guy that took the most preparation and was as good as you expected out there on the football field. Um, I'd probably say uh, UNC quarterback. He yeah. just... Especially with his balls, he's so he's so accurate where he places it. So it's real hard to definitely like a go ball over the shoulder. He's he's real good with how he places the ball. So that's probably one of the best that I've played so far. Um, you're even giving him credit after his comments at the beginning of last season when he said NC State is a place that guys will go to if they can't get in North Carolina. Uh, yeah, remember those comments? Yeah, I don't really trust <laughs> too much on that. But was that the whole team around though? Like, was that the the kind of reception you had going in? How much did you care about that comment when he made? I don't think we really care too much. We just worried about being NC State and playing our ball, playing our brand of ball, which I think we showed. You absolutely did. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit more about Coach Dave Doran. When he responds later in the season, saying how elitist UNC is, discussing how much Carolina's coaching staff uses that against some of the recruits you guys are going at, or that NC State is going after, is that something that you respond to as a team when your own coach is talking about some of that even after the game? Is that something you guys respond to and then run a run through the brick wall and do that whole cliche? I definitely say Coach Doran, leading up to that week, Coach Doran gets us real hype about the game because it's a big-time rivalry in yeah. North Carolina. That, I mean, everybody's watching that game in North Carolina. So just we following Dave Doran's lead, and he's a good coach that leads us in the right direction always. 100%. That's Aiden White joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Sports Radio 927. WFNZ. Aiden, we appreciate the time, man. Have a great rest of your day at ACC Media Day. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. NC State rides on the strength of the pack. And your biggest heartbreaks. And he missed it. NC State wins. What a game. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. Folks, we're talking about the NC State Wolfpack. You are immersed in team week as we get you ready for the college football season, going through all of the local teams, giving you the rundown so that you are ready to go from opening kickoff. And so now we talk about the defense of the Wolfpack. And, folks, it is one of the best in college football and the ACC. When you're talking about a unit last season, 
that was second in total defense, second in scoring defense, second in rushing defense, first in pass efficiency defense. They were fourth in turnover margin, second in third down defense, second in opponents first down. So this was a really good unit. Where did they lack last season? They were 10th in sacks, 10th in red zone defense, and last in fumble recoveries. And they only had eight interceptions That was good for 12th in the ACC. They lost seven starters off of that defense, especially two of those big-time linebackers in Isaiah Moore and Drake Thomas. Those two guys were absolute dogs. They have four starters returning under defensive coordinator Tony Gibson. This guy was a nominee for the 2021 and 2022 Broyles Award given to the nation's top assistant coach, the Wolfpack were in the top 20 in the FBS in seven different team categories in 2022. And they held every opponent to 30 points or less for the first time since 1980. And the only Wolfpack was the, uh, and the Wolfpack was the only power five team to accomplish that feat in 2022. So you're talking about a unit that was outstanding last year, could have used a little bit more help from the offense But all in all, this was a stout, stout unit for Coach Gibson. Peyton Wilson returns to this defense. Aiden White returns for this defense this year as well. And they are two of the ACC's best. Walker, what do you see when you take a look at this Wolfpack defense? A flip in strengths. Usually it's the rushing defense that is so stout. That's what they've been the last couple of seasons. That That's not to say that they won't be stout again this year. They're just going to have to do it in a different way because the defensive line lost some prospects that are either trying out for NFL rosters or just flat out got drafted to the point where you feel good about making an NFL roster. You can see what they did only allowing 100.7 rushing yards per game last year and 327 total yards per game last year. That ranked in the top two in the ACC and top 20 in the country. So now when you're trying to have a couple of young defensive linemen step up into their new role. Peyton Wilson is going to help a lot with those linebackers in the second level. Most certain. But you have second, you have some upcoming linebackers that are a little bit young that Tony Gibson is going to have to develop too. On the back end though, you probably have the best cornerback tandem in the ACC this year, led by Aiden White, who was an all ACC member last year, felt like he got Uh, robbed by not getting preseason All-ACC this season, even though he very well could finish with a second All-ACC award after the season is over and done with. So the passing game, while usually viewed as the weakest link, that's going to be pretty tough to throw in the secondary with a great cornerback tandem. And now you're just waiting for the defensive line prospects, some of the younger linebackers to step up. I think the defensive line is going to be the X factor this year here, Wes, because if Peyton Wilson is going to hold everything down in the middle portion of the field, somebody that could have gone to the the NFL, but decided to come back. He's been a part of the six-year program, okay? Six years with NC State. I feel good about that guy leading a young group. To me, it's all about the defensive line. They'll welcome one senior defensive end with Savion Jackson. He's coming back from a knee injury, but Davin Van, four and a half sacks last year. Can he improve upon his total after what he did against North Carolina, where he had a pretty nice showing at the end of the regular season? 
Defensive line is my X factor, Wes. Is that fair for me to say? Uh, yeah, definitely, because this is a unit, as I talked about earlier, that wasn't adept at getting to the quarterback. They were 10th in sacks, only getting about 2.2 per game. So they would make the game ugly with the defense, and they like to pressure you, especially when you go into some of those empty sets. They like to bring the house on you, but didn't get home on the quarterback quite enough. And so I think they'll want to improve that. Of course, the defensive line is going to be a vital part of making that happen. And so you hear coming out of Raleigh, uh, because I've, I've done you know research and watched things and seen things, they're talking about how this defense is faster and that it's better. But I find that hard to believe when you lose seven guys, especially two linebackers as good as Isaiah Moore and Drake Thomas. Drake Thomas, I would say, was probably one of my favorite defensive players in the ACC last year. And this guy was a tackle for loss machine. He lived in people's backfield. This guy was a big-time player. And so when you have a unit that was as sterling as they were in so many different categories, I just find it hard to believe that they're going to be that much better after losing so much. And so that's the thing that a lot of state fans have talked about. It's like, hey, can this defense just continue to be as good as they've been and then the offense finally catch up? But the thing that we broached yesterday was with Brendan Armstrong and the crew, if they do start to light up the scoreboard, and it looks like that Virginia offense from a couple of seasons ago with Armstrong and uh, offensive coordinator uh, Coach Anai, can this defense be able to maintain these numbers? Because with the pace that these teams play at now, and as quick as teams can score, that definitely takes a toll on your defense, no matter how good they are, when they up those reps. Those legs get a little bit tired. They can get pushed around uh, just a little bit more. So that's going to be an interesting thing to watch with only four starters returning, a lot of new and a lot of inexperience also going to be out there on that defense. But what I like is that you have key returners at all three levels, though. So, you're yes, you have quite a lot of people leaving this program because they're going to the NFL and it's their time to leave this program, right? But once you have some of these starters coming back and you divide them up into three different levels, that's what I feel good about. Right. You have great corners. The, the passing, I'm not worried at all about their passing defense. Even Harris, their strong safety, he had a couple of interceptions last year. Okay, so you have one safety that might need to step up, but three of the four you feel good about? Mm -hmm. Three of the four on the back end? Yeah, what am I supposed to be worried about, right? Like, I'm good with the secondary. Peyton Wilson leading these young linebackers. That's, a, is, that's the exact leader that you want in the middle portion of your defense. So that's why I continue to point to the defensive line. Here you are talking about the balance between the defense and the offense. NC State only lost four games in the past two seasons when the offense has scored at least 20 points or more. In 2023, the defense, again, it looks to be the strongest unit compared to the offense. We'll see exactly what Robert and I and Brandon Armstrong can do with that still being the main storyline. So... I believe in Tony Gibson. If this is someone that is viewed as the top assistant, one of the top assistants in the ACC in all of college football, and Tony Gibson has done a great job at developing defensive linemen and stopping the run, and now you have a really stout passing defense, especially with what you have in the secondary, yeah, this is exactly what I would want to be new if you're going to lose some guys because I believe that Gibson can develop some of these younger players that are stepping up and roll this year. I, I think their defense is still going to be top-notch. Yeah, and, and the interesting part is, again, like you do with NFL schedules, you look at how many 
big-time quarterbacks are you going to go against? And early on, as I talked about, UConn is a program that's on the come-up, but you've got Sam Hartman on that schedule early in the season. But then you hit that stretch late where you are going to see Riley Leonard. We'll see how Cade Klubnick is looking then, but let's just assume that he's playing good football. So you got to go from Riley Leonard to Cade Klubnick to Tyler Van Dyke, who looks to be back, to Mitch Griffiths, who I think is going to be big time as well. Virginia Tech, we'll see what their quarterback position uh, holds for them. And then you finish the season with Drake May, uh, as always, with that North Carolina-North Carolina State rivalry. So this defense from October 14th going forward, and Marshall doesn't have a slouch at quarterback uh either so pretty much you're talking about just october 14th as far as acc play goes until the end of the season they're going to be facing a pretty adequate quarterback from then on out so that's going to be uh very interesting and when you just look at the success that they have had under coach gibson since he's been there since 2020 they've ranked nationally at least in some type of category and you're talking top 30 in a lot of different categories since he's been there 2022 uh, was a banner year but in 2021 this defense was really good as well when you talk about third down conversion defense they were top 10 first downs allowed they were top 10 uh pass efficiency defense they were top 10 in all of the country and in 2020 they were top 20 in tackles for loss and they were top 30 in interceptions so tony gibson knows his way around the defense i'm sure with all these new parts he's excited and he's ready to get these guys on the field so he can post yet another rock solid defense in raleigh all right let me ask you a question before we get out of here regarding those last six games that you discuss duke Mm -hmm. clemson miami wake forest virginia tech north carolina that will be the last six games of the regular season. We talked about how it's a little bit of an easy schedule in the first six games. Mm-hmm. you got to get off to a good start. I think five and one, I don't want to be dramatic here, but five and one, you probably expect to do that, right? In the first six games, you probably, four and two is the very worst that you should finish at in the first six games. Regardless, it gets tougher on the back half. My question to you is, okay, you're totally right about the QBs. Riley Leonard, Klubnick, Van Dyke, Mitch Griffiths, I completely agree with you about. I think Griffiths is going to be good this year. And of course, Drake may Virginia tech, the only one that you feel real comfortable with, but what about the run games? So if you have a good secondary, it's exactly what you want against these QBs in the last six games. Yeah. So Duke, very good run game, especially with Riley Leonard being a dual threat QB. Kate Klubnick's not Van Dyke is more of a pocket. Yeah, guy. But they got Shipley. Oh, no, for sure. But so so what I'm saying is with Duke and Clemson, those are probably the running games that I'm looking at first and foremost. But then when you start to look at some of these other schools, like maybe on the back end, you hold these quarterbacks in check more than they're used to because Mm -hmm. you have a great cornerback tandem. And then you can sell a little more on stopping the run. And now... That's the only part of the game they have is the passing, and you actually have two cornerbacks that can help you out. That's why, even with the tough schedule, no doubt about it, no doubt about it, the QBs, those are the types of QBs that can overcome a really strong secondary. But NC State's defense, to me, is built to where they can limit some of these better QBs and better than other defenses can in this league. Yeah, they like to make the game ugly. That is the well, especially NC State Wilson way. in coverage too. Yeah. Like being a quarterback of the defense, yeah. I I just think even with some of their weaknesses that they have, they're going to be able to overcome some of that stuff even with a tough back end schedule. Yeah, and and Coach Gibson, man, he's the type of guy that if you watched him on the ACC Network's coverage and he went into the film room and he can definitely cook up some blitzes. He had some stuff on there that even I was sitting there, I was like, whoa, that would be 
hard to deal with. So we'll see uh, how they do in 2023. But that was Team Week. That was the NC State defense. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. NC State rides on the strength of the pack. And your biggest heartbreaks. And he missed it. NC State wins. What a game. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. All right, Walker Mail, let's take a look at the NC State football schedule and get to doing a little bit of predicting, shall we? We like to break the schedule down into quarters. And so for NC State to start the season, they've got a tough matchup week two with Notre Dame. But overall, this is a very favorable first four games for the Wolfpack. How do you see it playing out? Anything less than three and one is a sign of concern for the NC State Wolfpack this year. I know you were talking about how UConn is not a team to be slept on, but you got to beat UConn even if it is on the road. And Notre Dame coming to Raleigh this year. I think that is something where I toyed with it. I've toyed a couple times now with Notre Dame falling and being uh, being upset. Wake Forest I had beating them when we did Wake Forest Team Week. I thought about State too, Fitty. You're so fresh. What is it about Notre Dame, man? I mean, this is someone. It's, I just want to try Notre to make. Dame. I want to make. I want to make sense of it because you are not the biggest fan of Marcus Freeman. I'm not. I don't think you're the biggest fan of Sam Hartman. Maybe you are. I don't know your opinion about him as much. But if you're not the biggest fan of somebody like a Freeman, and you've also talked about how much you like Dave Doran as a coach, at least with what he's accomplished in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Then why is this head-shaking material for you, just like it was with Wake Forest? Can, I just want you to make it make sense. <laughs> you think Wake Forest is going to go to South Bend, Indiana? It's what late October, early November. It's going to be it's going to be butt cold already up there. Butt cold. They're going to go up there. <laughs> they're going to go up there and win. But, I like butt cold. Notre Dame's going to come to NC State. I think State's going to be better than Wake Forest this year. But they're 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 going to beat NC State. That's the logic doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. And man, you know what's beautiful about football, Fitty? A lot of things don't make sense sometimes. Just like we <laughs> didn't expect Marshall to go up there and whoop them in South Bend, right? Kind of like your opinion sometimes. Burr! 
Oh yeah, no rules Friday. <laughs> I do, oh, I like Kelso making an appearance. I do like Kelso, man. Sometimes it's just how it works. But I, I did toy with it. But I do think Notre Dame is going to win because that'd be bad, right? If Notre Dame loses their second game of the season, automatically a bad oh, yeah. start for they the Fighting Irish. Talking about uh, coach getting the axe. I'll make it simple. They beat Connecticut. They lose to Notre Dame. They beat VMI Virginia. They start three and one. They should be heavy. They should be decent favorites in every single one of those games, except for Notre Dame. I think they could take care of business. I like it. I second your thoughts on that. I've got them three and one as well through that first quarter of the season. Then the second quarter gets a little tricky when we talk about home games versus Louisville versus Marshall. Then you go on the road to Duke and then you're home for the Clemson Tigers. We know how much these two teams do not like each other. That is the textile. It's something about that. I remember when I used to play NCAA. Uh, they played textile some bowl. type of trophy. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Textile bowl. All right. I've got them going two and two in this stretch, beating Louisville, beating Marshall, losing at Duke, losing to the Clemson Tigers. Yeah, Louisville will be interesting. How good do you expect Louisville to be? Um, we're in Kentucky and doing a Louisville team week. That's an interesting squad, and I do think Louisville's going to be a, a solid football team, especially with Brom coming over, what he was able to do with Purdue. We know the recruiting. They've gotten some pretty good players uh, over the years. This was one of the best sack teams in the ACC last season. Um, but I think this is going to be a solid team, but still quarterback. You lose a Malik Cunningham. Interested to see how that position is going to play out. So there's a lot of unknown with this Louisville football team, but I think NC State will be better than them this season at least. Especially if they're playing at home. Right. And, and, and if you have a wild card and you have a wild card that you're welcoming, or even if you're going on the road, I think that does make a big difference, especially if we talk about NC State being a tough place to play. The fans, they like their NC State football over there. So I'm going to give NC State the win. I'm going to give them the win against Marshall as well at home. So that means a 5-1 and one start to NC State season. You go to Duke, and then you welcome Clemson. I think that's two straight losses for me. So I would have them at five and three at that point after a five and one start. But we're going to be talking um, about an exciting weekend on October 14th when NC State and Duke match up against one another. That'll be a fun game. But I have them at five and three at that point. What was your record at the end of the first? Uh, second Same thing. I'm, I'm right there with the five and three lock in step. It, does this feel fitty? You can judge this if you want. We can make a little game out of it if you want to. Five and three. I feel like that does make sense. I know you were questioning my Wake Forest over Notre Dame take, but with five and three, does it make too much sense? Like, I don't want to just go chalk if we're to go with the filling out the bracket term, but this does feel pretty chalky. Maybe Duke is an interesting game, maybe Louisville, but five and three is what I see right here. Yeah, no, I'd have them six and two because I think I, I, I think they'll beat Duke. I don't think they're going to be you know, scared going to Wallace Wade Stadium, the high school stadium of the ACC, if you will. I mean, five and three with, with everything that that program, like, that's that's what Dave Doran does. It puts them on track for another eight, nine win year. Okay, but Wes, here he is talking all that trash about Wallace Wade, right? I'm not, and look, I, I'm not going to defend Wallace Wade, per se. I will defend Duke's football team. But what I'll also say is, he said that's what Dave Doran does. You know what else Dave Doran and NC State do? What's that? Drop a game early in the season. They shouldn't. Yep. And... It wouldn't even be an upset if Duke wins, right? So the, you have to have some kind of buffer in there. Because right now, the only three losses that we have for NC State 
are the losses that you might expect from them. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame, Duke, and Clemson. Two of them for sure. A lot of people, the masses, are going to have NC State losing. So there's got to be some kind of buffer, and I didn't build that in. But we also know NC State is a good football team. Yeah, they always play pretty good games with Louisville. State's tough, man. State's always tough. So as we close out the schedule, though, in my opinion, it gets pretty tricky. The only gimme in there to me is Virginia Tech. Right. Uh, I have them losing to Miami because I think the Canes will be much improved. I'm buying in uh, this season. I think he's rebuilding in the trenches. So I think Coach Cristobal will have Miami uh, a better football team. I have my Deeks avenging the loss to NC State last year that they lost in heartbreaking fashion. So I have them losing in Winston-Salem. And then I have them for the second year in a row beating the Tar Heels at home, ending 50 season with a big amount of frustration. <laughs> what was your final record here? Seven and six. Seven and six. I've got them going three and one. In the last four games. All right, what you got? What's what's the three? I've got them losing to Miami. And that's it. And then I have them beating Wake Forest. Okay. I remember having NC State winning there. Now, it is Wake Forest at home, mm-hmm. but I do expect NC State to take care of business against Wake Forest, and then I'm with you. I think they beat Virginia Tech. And then that game against North Carolina, here's the thing. I'll be pulling for North Carolina at that game, but... What evidence have we seen to put our faith in North Carolina to take care of business against NC State at the end of the season? What what evidence do we have of that? Doesn't matter if it's you know if North Carolina has the lead. Were they if they were up fourteen points with Sam Howe the last time that they played NC State? That would be three years in a row they would, beat the Heels. So so if you have even NC State being able to come back against that North Carolina team you had last year in Chapel Hill, it was a close game. They miss a kick, I get it, but still NC State was able to hold on, and that was with Ben Finley at quarterback. Man, I'm at the point where I'm going to have to see it to believe it for North Carolina to be able to knock off NC State. It doesn't mean it can't happen, but if we're going to predict and I'm trying to get this thing right, then I'm going to go with the Wolfpack. I have them 8-4. I have them losing to Miami, even if it is at home. I have them beating Wake Forest on the road. I have them beating Virginia Tech. And then I have them beating North Carolina at the end of the regular season. Oh, hum, 8-4. and Fitty made the joke the other day, semi, I mean, it was semi-derogatory joke towards NC State, but this is what they do. They go 8-4 and four, even when you don't expect it. So that's the final prediction that I have for the NC State Wolfpack. 7-6, and 8-4. and four, How do you like that, Fiddy, if we want to bring you in again and judge this thing? I'm trying to figure out where that 13th game is on NC State's schedule. They go 7-6 and six in the regular season. 8-4 and four feels right. <laughs> See, <laughs> I didn't even pick that up. Yeah. So you have them eight and five or seven and five, I guess. You I didn't even pick do thirteen games. I didn't even pick that up, to be honest with you. Wes, you have them seven and five, right? Have them seven and six. But that's thirteen. I'm sorry, games. seven and five. That's yes, what that, my that was the joke. You're good. That's <laughs> force education. Gotcha. Is, are you, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. All right, you're just hitting Kelso for everything today. Damn. What do you think? Seven and five, eight and four. What you got? So if I had them six and two. I think they beat. I think they lose to Miami. I think they beat. Uh, I think they beat Virginia Tech. I think they beat. That's the easy one, right? Like yeah. we can have NC State yes. beating Virginia Tech, even I if it is on the road. I think they beat Wake Forest. 
That's a different one that we Virginia have. Virginia Tech does have a lot of transfers, though, man. So there's always going to be somebody that's a surprise team in the league. But for right now, yeah. I want to hear that it's not different. The North Carolina game is the one that I want to hear from you. Yeah, like, what do you think? I'm not. I'm wearing my Drake May jersey. Okay, but no. No, there's no. Call me unprofessional. Call me what you want. No way in hell I'm picking NC State to beat my team. No, no <laughs> chance. That That's fine. But I don't. He's 50-50 on football stuff. Like college basketball. You're going to pick them all the time, but man, he will blast his own football He definitely team. does. I mean, he'll blast Mac Brown. He'll talk about how bad Drake May is sometimes. Well, I'll just That's tell true. you this. If Mac Brown loses to him for a third straight year, they should be fired. He should be fired. So you're going to get another coach that's going to lose to him, too. And if, if Drake May finishes his career as Carolina's quarterback 0-2 against your biggest football rival... We're going to have some questions about could he perform in the big games as a target. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about, though. Thank you for proving my point with this. You're right. If if Drake May loses to NC State, then Fiddy is going to spend all of NFL draft season, S-C-N, draft season talking about, well, I don't know about Drake May being the second best QB anymore. Oh, that that opinion will never change. But, like, his, his legacy as Carolina's QB... If you're 0-2 against State, let's yep. say he goes 1-1 one one against Duke mm-hmm. and you didn't win an ACC championship or anything like that, he probably doesn't surpass uh, Sam Howell on the ledger. Yeah, Sam, I mean, that that might be true. That might be true. I don't know. NC State, we feel overall pretty decent about him, even though you have 7-5. and five, You have them a little bit lower than I do. But once again, I'll be an ACC homer walker over here. That's just what I've been all throughout team weeks. <laughs> I think it would be interesting if we went through and just did the schedules for everybody and then see – how it turns out if we went through and did I think that would expose me quite a bit for for everything (laughs) (laughs) 